Your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner podcast. Uh, as you're well aware, I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparro, and I have returning guests with me today. Um, I have a uh, writer and uh, illustrator of a new comic book that's coming out through Dark Horse October 25th. It's called Drive Like Hell, number one. I just finished reading the first episode for like the second time today because <laughs> I absolutely loved it. It has a strong supernatural vibe. If you're a fan of uh, the Blues Brothers or the Getaway, any type of car chase, crime uh, movie story, I really think you're going to love it. Um, but please welcome to the podcast, Rich Dueck and Alex Cormack. Rich and, and Alex, welcome back. Hey, good to be back. Hey, thanks for having us, Jimmy. Good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to jump right in. Drive Like Hell, issue number one. It's coming out October 25th, as I said. And, um, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm familiar with uh, Road of Bones, Sea of Sorrows, uh, you know, Breath mm -hmm. of Shadows. Uh, I feel like this is kind of, I don't want to say a departure, I, I, it, but it, it feels um, a little more grounded in terms of a story in, in a weird way in terms of the setting. But it is totally off the rails, and I feel like the pace of it moves fa moves faster than anything of yours that I've read before. I mean, yeah. I read it twice mostly because <laughs> I could not believe I got through thirty some pages that fast. And since I've been doing the podcast and working with Comic Book Yeti, I make it a point to try and because I'm a fast reader naturally to slow down, really take in the mm -hmm. art, give it, it its due. But I just the it just it it. It flew. It drove about as fast as Bobby Ray. Um, so I just, I, I just, I just want to jump right in. So talk. Let me know yeah. about like what was the impetus for this, and I want to hear all about drive the car chase scenes. I want to hear about the influences for that. I, I just, I cannot wait to see where this goes. It was deep, deeply unhinged, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think it, I think it's definitely a departure from uh, from the from those books. Uh, you know, I don't know, you can call it maybe like a palate cleanser for me and Alex from uh, <laughs> a lot of like uh, serious uh, kind of slow paced stuff. But like those books are all like very, um, you know, kind of like slow burns. Like they started out um, like it was all about kind of like building tension over a period of time and. And kind of like these characters uh, locked in a situation together, and just you know, you know, getting more and more um, on each other's nerves and things like that. Whereas, like Drive Like Hell, I mean, it's like you said, you know, it it does move fast because it's like it's like a car chase story, and that's when car chase car chases are exciting when you're going fast. You know, <laughs> you don't want that like uh, that uh, like. I don't know if you guys ever watched Seinfeld, but like that George Costanza scooter, uh, scooter <laughs> chase right there on the, like, the rest of the scooter. Yeah. It's going really slow. That's not the only slow car chase that I ever, uh, I ever thought was good. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so, definitely, yeah. it's definitely not that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really like, uh, I really enjoyed the, the kind of like the, the We'll call the cold open, which I don't want to like mm -hmm. really give anything away, but it was kind of a nice touch. It already gives me some ideas as to what is kind of playing out here, and then we kind of just jump right into um, the the story of uh, Bobby Ray and and Dahlia and their you know botched uh, bank robbery. Um, and, and so you know, Alex. Um, I mean, I, I've seen a, a lot of different things that you've done, which the the three books that I've I've mentioned before. Um, when I say grounded, I, I mean because there's all these supernatural elements, but I, I think really more in like terms of the setting. You know, we're talking you're 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 yeah. drawing a bank robbery, you're drawing all these cars, you're drawing these like street chases. Um, right. I mean, was this just like a really good? It seemed like it would be like a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's been a blast! Yeah, no, I mean, everything about this book. There hasn't been a page where it's like, ah, right, let's get through this shot, right, this panel, or whatever. No, uh, every single one has just been. It's it's been a blast. You know, it's um, 
like uh the trickiest thing is just like all right how do i make it look like these cars are actually moving because with like static shots like that it's you know it's, it's tricky because i mean when you watch a car chase in a movie uh like you know like for example like uh in bullet the best part of that car chase is when like at the very end when he just like swings by the camera like at uh, like 100 miles an hour and it's that the sucker shakes it's going like so fast so heavy and all this everything um but to throw that into like just a here's an illustration it's not moving at all how to make that into something exciting or give the feeling that you know that it's moving um yeah it was tricky I hope I it. I hope it <laughs> but uh um, oh, so i know i mean it's uh, yeah, everything's been fun you know i mean i think this like the you got a lot of like like in, in this one and in like uh you know, like the, the later issues too, you just like, you managed to capture something just like sort of really kinetic about it, you know, like, um, and I don't know exactly like what it is, whether it's like the way you frame the shots or the motion lines or kind of like how you draw all the stuff around the cars, but definitely like, even when you were like, when we were doing like the pitch pages, like I, I would just like, just everything has this like really great sense of motion. And that's why I love working with Alex because uh, no matter no matter what I ask him to do, he's always just like, "Yeah, no problem," and then he does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, let's figure it away, you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a sense when you realized, oh, this is going to be mainly car chases, or that's at least a huge component of it? Did you have a sense of how you were going to kind of like put it together and like, well, I've seen this done a little bit, or I've seen something done before, or you did you have to de- kind of develop? like new techniques for you to really make it feel like that car is driving right off the panel. Oh no, I was, uh, so, uh, sort of telling Rich that, um, a, a long time ago, I like a bunch of years ago, somebody put up on Twitter, um, saying like being a wise guy saying, yeah, next book I'm going to put out, it's all gonna be car chases just to drive the artist nuts because cars are notoriously a pain in the neck to draw. And I remember seeing that thing and like, oh man, yeah, bring it on. I, I'll take that challenge. Yeah, I'll show them what's up. <laughs> and it was always kind of like chip on my shoulder type of thing, like uh, sitting in the back of my head. So uh, Rich was telling me this idea. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, I want to do a car chase. Because um, like, yeah, like we were talking about it, uh, before, I'm at, like I grew up watching the Blues Brothers, watching uh, French Connection. Um, you know, uh, I like I, I made a car chase animation when I was in college, you know, with like little Matchbox cars. And uh, so I, they're, they're, they're a blast. They're so much fun. And um, so, yeah, for, for my sake, yeah, it was just like, uh, this sounds like a fun challenge. And uh, so like, um, it, like every, like for the very, for example, for the first kind of like car chase you see in there, I remember thinking like, oh man, I, there was like, I, I got, I think I did good, but there was like three more shots that I always wanted to kind of try. And it was one of those like, like I had to remind myself, there's gonna be a lot more car chases. Relax, <laughs> <laughs> this is just number one. <laughs> and uh, but no, it's uh, it, it it's been fun trying to think of like, all right, well, how do we like, if I put it here, what does that mean? And how do, if I like take the car and like I flip it this way or that way, and what the tires are going on, all that type of stuff. The how motion lines work. If I need them, if I don't need them. If if there's smoke there, does that make it slow down or does it hurry up? It, all the angles, all that type of stuff. It's uh. Yeah, it's each one of those has just been kind of like, uh, like sit down and really like, you know, work on it, opposed to just kind of, oh, I'll just do it. Yeah. 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 And also, I really like funny. some of the, I oh, know, go ahead, Rich. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that, uh, it, it was funny because when we were talking about, like, um, you know, what we were going to do next, um, after Breath of Shadows, um, you know, we were just kicking a few ideas around and, 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 and drive like hell was one of them. And Alex was really excited. And I had always kind of heard that, you know, car chases and cars in general were just like a pain in the ass for most artists. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you're aware this is going to be like just one big car chase, right? Like you're going to be driving a lot of cars. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I want to. And I was like, all right, I yeah. to, you know, just had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> So now I don't. Yeah, so no. I didn't feel guilty. So I didn't feel guilty about like any page I wrote where I was like, uh, you know, like twenty cop cars. Like, I'm like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, that. I think it's yeah. twenty-two. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this seems like a series that would lend itself to like anything. You, you, anything you came up with, 
Rich, you could, and Alex, really, for both yeah. of you, you could find a way to fit it into this story, um, you know, because of kind of like the supernatural element. Was there anything when you were talking about like the first issue or maybe some of the early issues without spoiling anything that you thought, no, nah, we, we can't fit that in? Or did, did everything find its way into the book? I think it's kind of the opposite because I think part of the reason why it feels so over the top is that we kind of had like a little unspoken pact of like if it was like if it seemed too crazy like we were just gonna like throw it in there um <laughs> like i was like you know like we're talking about a lot of like kind of classic movies and i think one of the ones i was like kind of thinking of when, when thinking about like the plot and, and the characters and stuff was um a movie like uh it was cannibal run and uh even like uh was you know, like it's a mad, mad, mad world where like it's just like all oh, these yeah. like crazy, yeah, all these crazy characters. Like you know, like they, they, like they used to do movies like that where like basically like everyone in Hollywood would just sort of like get together and like you know they do like cameos or like just like whoever. So so it was just like I think like every every issue our goal is to you know kind of like just add more and, and just go over the top and just, just keep pushing it and pushing it and see how far, how far uh, we could go before we were like, okay. But um, honestly, I don't, I don't think we got there because I think we could, you know, even though it's like a four issue miniseries, I think we could, you know, just keep going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the introduction of like kind of the, the, the supernatural elements um, in, in terms of the characters and, I, I, you know, nothing's ever, like, explicit, I think, you know, in terms of uh, a character saying a character's name or who who this is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. there's certainly the elements in terms of the steam or smoke or fire, which uh, I thought just came out great on the page, Alex. Um, you know, yeah, uh, uh, there's a couple of times, one in Lulu's, I, I guess it is, and then at the, uh, like, uh, towards, towards the end. Um, where just the the fire element just looked phenomenal. I just thought it looked so good. Thanks so much. Um, Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I were I, to the point where I was like, I I was trying to like figure out how you did it because it really looked like it was alive, and I thought <laughs> that was great. Thanks so much. No, that 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 means the world. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know when you were like. Um, I mean, did you said that you mentioned it being like kind of like a like a palate cleanser? Was that was just that the next idea you wanted to work on, or was that also like kind of the point? Like we've you know, in terms of you know, following up Breath of Shadows with something like this that that was fast paced, that was maybe more fun. I don't want to say accessible; that's not the right word. I think your work is very accessible, but it it is suspenseful. It's tension building. Um, yeah. it, it it can mm-hmm. be a little like deeper. Um, you know, and maybe this will get there. This first issue is like, it's just a, it's a blast. I mean, it is just like, it, 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 it is perfect that it's a car chase. Cause it is really like pedal to the metal. I'm thinking of like every cliche to describe a car <laughs> chase. And that's like what this right. is, but was it, in, was it my, my question though, in terms of, was it intentional to be like a palate cleanser? Or is that just kind of how you came to look at it as you were working on it? I think it was, it was, it was intentional. I mean, like, you know, Alex, you can kind of, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like, you know, it, it's like if you do the same thing over and over and over again, you know, it's like, okay, you get known for it, but it can also kind of like get a little stale, you know? And I think we had something like pretty concrete in mind for Road of Bones, CSRO's, Breath of Shadows. Like they, they definitely kind of hang together as a trilogy, you know, even though it's each story is, has different characters and each story is, you know, takes place in a different decade and, and things like that. There's definitely kind of threads you can, you can trace between them just as far as like, you know, the nature, like human nature and horror and um, just kind of the, I guess like the questions that we're, we're trying to bring up in your mind, like when you read those stories. So, um, but like, if we just kept doing those stories over and over and over again, it's like, number one, like, I don't know that I think people might find it less and less interesting as time goes on, but number two, we're also like, 
not going to be like growing like either as a team or as like individual artists you know we gotta always try to keep pushing pushing our boundaries and like doing different stuff right yeah absolutely right yeah yeah we didn't, we didn't want to be like acdc and put out a great album but it's the same album over and over, <laughs> and over. <laughs> much, much as we like acdc you know? yeah. oh, right. that's the thing <laughs> High, highway to hell could definitely be on the drive like hell soundtrack so no, <laughs> but, oh yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you know rich when you were sitting down to like kind of start uh you know plotting it out uh and actually putting the issues together uh, i really liked how it was and i mentioned the cold open but i really liked how kind of it was arranged because there is a little bit of like backstory that is necessary and kind of um you know sneaks in there at, at times in terms of the car chase um but when you put together something like this that seems to have a natural you know flow to it at least visually um do you have did you ever have to like rework in terms of the the plotting of it as you were like putting it together yeah I mean, I think there were definitely like backstory stuff that needed to get filled in and um and also like you know car chases are like really, really intense, you know, and and it's like you can it's like you almost need to kind of take take a little break from them, even if you're gonna go right back into an right back into it again um it kind of helps it from feeling completely like monotonous you know because like monotony is something that can happen when stuff is slow paced but it can also happen when it's just like non-stop non-letting up action like there has to be kind of like a rhythm to it i mean even if you look at a movie that is essentially like one huge chase like um like let's say like mad max fury road right you know it's like there's a big chase and then there's like there's a little break uh when they get stuck in the sandstorm yeah. and they're chasing again and there's a break when they you know i don't want to spoil anything but they like they meet some certain characters and then you know and there's another big deal you know so it's like even a movie like that that's like completely built around like just like one huge like you know almost like the ultimate like wasteland car chase it's like there's still got to be like kind of breaks breaks in the action otherwise it, it just sort of just feels like very one note. So I was definitely conscious of that. And, and, uh, and I think the challenge part of it is finding, finding a way to make it feel like, like natural and the way to make it flow. So it's like, you're not kind of like, you're not interrupting the action necessarily, but it's like, you, you just, it just each, each scene like kind of flows into it, flows into the other. And it just feels like, like a good rhythm. All right, fellow cryptids, now seems like a good time for a break. I'm always looking for a way to display my comics, but unfortunately, I am not very handy or crafty, as it were. Luckily, I have come across Crafty Comics, and they have a way for you to display your comics, even uh, comic books that are already slabbed, if that's your kind of thing. I recently got a flex frame which has customizable backings and interchangeable border colors. I was able to put in a frame a comic book. It's Batman Elmer Fudd, uh, number one, by Tom King and Lee Weeks. It's signed by both. It's one of my uh, favorite signed comics that I got at Baltimore Comic-Con. And I was able to figure it all out. It looks great in the frame. And I can't wait to get it up on the wall. It was super easy. And I have a slew of comic books now, and uh, much to my wife's chagrin, I think I'm going to create a wall of some of my favorite signed comic books. Um, and Crafty Comics was super easy to use, and I like that you can have a different border color along the background to kind of go along with the theme of the cover art. And yeah, it was a, it's great, and uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out. It's Crafty Comics, C-R-A-F-T-I-C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. Use the discount code YETI5 and get 5% off your order. And now, back to the Cryptid Creator Corner. And when you script those things, um, we're, I, you know, and I, I know, I think I talked to you before when you were on about how, in terms of you were, 
in terms of scripting for Alex? Did things change or were you like, did you tightly script this in terms of the chase or were you like, you know, Alex, it, it, this is what needs to happen here and kind of just let him do his thing in terms of uh, his commitment to enjoying drawing car chases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you know, probably like a combination of both. I mean, I mean you know, when I write uh, scripts and especially for an artist, I know, um, you know, and I've worked with before like Alex or, you know, I work with Joe Mulvey a lot too. Like the scripts become a lot more like, um, it's less about kind of like calling a specific shot and more about talking about like what needs, what needs to happen in that scene or on that page. So, you know, with the car chase, I might say something like, you know, Oh, like, uh, Bobby Ray swerves into the, into the police car, but you know, I'm not going to be like, um, you know, this needs to be like, you know, overhead shot or this needs to be um you know from like a low angle unless it unless it really does need to be like you know like i'm not afraid to kind of like talk about you know like that, that kind of stuff in my scripts but it's just uh i think the more we work together the more kind of um like collaborative it feels you know like um i like i trust alex to render pretty much anything uh, <laughs> expertly and um <laughs> You know, I don't want to, you know, it's, uh, it's like the way I kind of like to look at scripting is that like, like, and Alex's job is much more than this, but it's almost like I'm like, if it was the movie, like I'd be the screenwriter and he'd be the director, you know, where it's like, I can kind of like write out the roadmap, but like, he's, he's the guy who's got to like figure out how to make it work on the page. So, you know, I, uh. I, I think like to be too prescriptive all the time is, you know, not going to be the best way to get the best way to like, let him, let him do his thing, you know? So it's like, if there's like, if there, like, if there is something that's very kind of like prescriptive, it's like, usually there's like a reason for it. Like, you know, like have like a reason in my head or, or something like that. But, um, especially in like action sequences, it's just, um, you know, I'm, I, I can, I'm not like a choreographer or, or, or anything like that. So <laughs> I think like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's best to let the man do his thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, um, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of, uh, Road of Bones and, and, um, and Sea of uh, Sorrows, but which ha- are kind of big in terms of the, the world, you know, you, you, a couple of guys trekking across this open landscape where you have uh, the boat on, on the open water. Was it difficult to then turn, you know, not the car chases, but the interiors, you know, that you have, you now have two folks who are uh, having dialogue, but like within the confines, like of a vehicle, which seems right, like the exact like, opposite one, of those settings. One's here, one's here. And they're not moving around. <laughs> like, the vehicle's moving, but they're just kind of, so there's like uh <laughs> yeah, it's kind of figured out. All right, where can we where can we move around in here? And so it's not all just a like profile shot of them doing this, you know, um, right. which is a lot of those. But um, but yeah, no, it's um like it is uh it's but that's what makes it interesting. You kind of get these get something like that and be like, all right, how do you do that? I and, and you can work with what's going on in the scene. You know, it's uh. Like if uh, if it's a, like a surprise, you can like move like the or like say like the camera, you can like tilt like give a Dutch angle and give like an upward shot and like mess around with the light a little bit. If it's supposed to be kind of a uh, like a sadder thing or like it's a, a more emotional, uh, you can do like a wide shot so you can see both parties' reactions and you can kind of give them a little room even though they are stuck in a little tight spot. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get like, uh, and if you do a wide shot, you're going to get the whole car, but you know, it's the windows you can still see inside and all that type of thing. Um, but, uh, and, but there was even like, and just have some fun with some tricks too. Like there's a page on there where I try to make it feel like you're kind of like, you know, they like the car is coming towards you when it's just driving past, like through each panel, like it starts like from like back here, then it's a little closer, a little closer. 
then it drives past you. Like just little tricks like that. And um, just uh, like give a little sense of movement, even though it's like kind of a slower scene and all that. But um, yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, I, I don't have to worry about their shoes too much, I guess. But um, <laughs> uh, we, but, got some, uh, we got some we got some pedal to the metal scenes, you know, like where it's like oh he's yeah. on the gas pedal. Oh yeah, he's got a uh, he's got yeah. some nice uh, yeah. Uh, yeah he's got some nice converse and uh, <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah, the, the, some nice bell bottoms and all that. <laughs> the, the coloring work in, in in terms of this too is fantastic. I mean, because Thank like you. you're dealing with you know just the the lighting in particular, you know. Um, Thank you. Because that, I would think that that has to be kind of tricky to get interior lights for vehicles, car lights, the cop car lights, you know, to get all of that to where, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that mix of light and shadow is, you know, can be very tricky. And I think it, it just, it look, it's just beautiful. Um, it so works much. so Thank well, you. the interplay of it. And I mean, the, the supernatural <laughs> hell element of this also lends itself to some particularly interesting lighting effects. I mentioned the fire earlier. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just looks, the, the, the book, it, the whole thing is is gorgeous. Um, um, but I also, you're working with uh, Hassan uh, Atzman yeah. Alhau, oh, letterer, and yeah. just a phenomenal letterer. Um, you guys are Love his work. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> just I was, I, wonderful I was just stuff. Bring- I was just going to bring him up because um, I think Hotz's lettering on it has just been like, like it definitely contributes to like what we were talking about, like making everything kind of like feel like it's emotion and feel like it's, you know, um, kinetic. Cause there's a lot of like, you know, it's like cars and muscle cars. And there's a lot of like room and a lot of like, you know, <laughs> smash and crash when they, when they, yeah. when they went crashing and, and just like, you know, it would be so like it would be very easy to just sort of like take take some stock, like um, you know, sound effect font or something, or, or you know, like 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 oh, yeah. some stock font, and and I just kind of pop them in like the way you, you might see it in somebody who's not as um, uh, frankly not as good as letter <laughs> as the sun is, um, but uh, just kind of the the way he did it, it, it just like everything moves like I, don't, I, I i i can't explain it better but it's like just like the way he does like all the sound effects it's like it just brings so much like motion and action to the party that i think it just complements alex's art perfectly here yeah no i like and even like just some speech bubbles like oh uh, yeah he'll make yeah. this or stop like it's just yeah yeah. Dahlia's speech bubbles in particular are yeah, yeah, yeah. so good <laughs> the way he does those. And um, yeah, I mean, it feels like the, the sound effect I, I was, uh, is just, is, is part of the artwork um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of a lot of it. Um, also, I think Hassan does the thing that I, yeah. I, I've seen some letterers do, but I think he does it particularly well where he not, not only just the style of font, but in terms of the different sizes of the mm-hmm. letters oh, for yeah, yeah. Imp- for particular words um he does that so well in terms you know that it it Mm -hmm. just does such a nice job that i think really affects like the tone of the dialogue yeah like you can really see it in in i think in the sound effects because there's like a real difference between like like i know like like i kind of like dabbled in lettering a little bit in some of my early work just to you know figuring like maybe I would save some money or, or, or something like that. And, and I think, I think a lot of people have a perception that I probably did in the beginning in that it's like, Oh, you just, you pick a font and you, you type, type out what you want to say and, and you're done. Yeah. But you're I, I, I totally it's like, that. yeah. Yeah. But like <laughs> when you, when you, when you, when you look at, at Hassan's work, when you look at um, Justin Birch's work, who, who yeah. worked with on, you know, Road of Bones, et cetera. Um, you really see that, like, um, especially with the sound effects, but like every letter gets attention. Like it gets a little bit of attention, and it gets you know they're all slightly different, slightly different sizes, and 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 like that attention is kind of what gives the makes it like makes it such an impactful like effect. So it really is like you know a craft and an art form, and uh, yeah, like. Uh, having like a great letter is is really key to having a great book. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, um, how did the the book land over at uh at because this is a dark horse, right? Yeah. 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 Kind of uh, what was the you know uh, the journey to getting this over at Dark Horse? Was it something you pitched um, around to different places, or did you like what Dark Horse had been putting out? Yeah, I mean, we pitched it around to a few different places. Um, you know, I think I, I don't know that like we would have had anything against um, putting it out with like IDW, who's unlike most of our work with at the time, but like. I think at the time, it's like we were working on Breath of Shadows and pitching this at the same time. So it was just sort of like, maybe we're a little full up at IDW. Let's let's see where else we can, you know, let's see where else we can go. And then, you know, if anybody else is interested. And, um, you know, I had uh, I had read um, a book at Dark Horse uh, called, oh, geez. Um, no one left to fight. Uh, I think Aubrey Citizen wrote it. Uh, I forget who um, forget who illustrated it. So my apologies. But anyway, um, I I thought it had like a really kind of fun, actiony, but also like you know a bit of like lighthearted comedy kind of vibe. And I was like, you know, that's kind of the vibe that we're going for with uh, Drive Like Hell, even though like it's a little bit more of like a supernatural horror book, like, you know, there still are like a lot of kind of like jokes and, and funny moments and things like that. So I was looking at the, um, who edited it and it was Fred Israel. So I just sent him an email and I said, hey, like, I really dug this book. Um, would you take a look at um, take a look at this pitch I have? And uh, he was like, sure, you know, it might be a while before we can you know approve it and i was like that's fine you know because we're we're in the middle of working on another series we're not gonna be able to get started on it for a while anyway um but uh but he looked at it and he really he really liked it so he was uh you know he worked uh you know showed it to you know up the chain at the publisher and everyone everyone that saw it really really dug it so that's that's how that happened awesome awesome and yeah. no one left to fight uh is fight Asia. Oh, okay, yeah, Psycho, yeah, it's a great book. I just, it's just yeah, it's been a long time since I read it, so just slipped my mind. <laughs> uh, no, I, I yeah, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't recall it either. I just looked it up, but yeah. that's the, uh, the, the, the wonders of 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 Google as I sit here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would think that some of the, I don't know if it, I, that 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 like uh, this would definitely lend itself to the pitch pages being some of the the car chase stuff. Did you did you start there with some of the car chase things for the uh, for the pitch pages, Alec? Oh yeah, I think that was uh, I think it was that first car chase in the first issue. Um, yeah, which is like page three through page like eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, okay. But um, and um, yeah, so I I drew those, and then um, and then I think I drew like the like the last page of the book. And uh, then we okay. like show that around because what's going on at the end of the book is like continuation of more what's kind of craziness that goes on the uh, rest of the series, opposed to just this first car chase, which the which basically kind of get the idea of on the cover itself. But um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, so yeah, I drew that and it was blast, and we shot around and everything, and um, yeah, no, and uh, and especially because I was looking at like the uh, car chases in like uh, Sin City while doing this also. And uh, basically learning that, like, you know, Frank Miller, he never, those those tires never hit the ground. So I was like, okay, that'll, <laughs> that'll do that too. <laughs> um, but uh, so I was psyched to go to that uh, Dark Horse, uh, mm -hmm. Dog and another thing. But, um, but yeah, as far as, uh, as those early drawings and all that, um, yeah, after that, we pitched it after they accepted it, I went back and I'm like, all right, uh, like this panel good, this panel's good this is rough right here. I got to fix this up and I got to move this around. <laughs> this doesn't actually kind of make sense, but this is one. This is one's good. So that first issue, I felt like I kind of blew through. I'm like, Oh great. That this will be an easy book. And then I got the issue too. I'm like, this is going to be a bastard. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked about, uh, you know, the blues brothers with, you know, you, you mentioned the car chases and the car crashes and that, and I'm a, I'm a big oh, yeah. blues brothers fan. Um, uh, did the, the 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 type of cop cars from like the Blues Brothers and like the type of vehicles like the, oh, yeah. that that was that the reason for the setting or is there some other reason that we're gonna 
figure out down well, the, the line in the terms of why it was set, when yeah. it was set. Well, I know the cop cars I based on, yeah, the Blues Brothers and the uh, uh, Smoking the Bandit uh, car. But uh, yeah, Rich, tell mm-hmm. them the story with how we how we got the idea for the car. Uh, yeah, so like we were, we were kicking around a few ideas for the car. I think like originally we were thinking like it would be a uh, uh, like, like a Dodge '69 like Dodge Charger, yeah. you know. But then the more we thought about it, it was like you know that's like Ghost Rider's car, and 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 it's like sort of like kind of like a go-to car for like when you have kind of like some evil bad badass muscle car or something. Um, and I just happened to be telling, like, we were just talking about classic cars, and I happened to be telling Alex that my dad used to own a Trans Am, exactly like it was. It was white with a blue uh, Thunderbird on the Firebird on the on on the roof. But other than that, it was the exact same model that Burt Reynolds drove in, in Smokey and the Bandit. And I remember when I was like a little kid, just riding around in the back seat of that thing, like tearing around town, and. Um, and Alex is just like, well, that's got to be the car then, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, oh, come on, it's uh, yeah, the next year pop, and, and it's a badass car, so why not? Yeah, like it had like two yeah. pops, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think like the big change we made was rather than um, you know, like those cars had like uh, this humongous like bird decal on on the cover, and I was like, why don't we just do like a riff that, and like we'll do like demonic like bat wings or, or something that so Alex came up yeah. with this great like bat wing skull logo that's on that's <laughs> on the on the hood but uh yeah other than that it's it's like a it's a 1980 you know turbo trans am just like my dad used to have and then it got stolen like three times because like people would steal it take it for a joyride and then like abandon it somewhere and then the like, police would bring it back <laughs> but then the last time <laughs> the last time it got stolen, the guy drove it, um, and like they must have gotten a flat tire at some point because they put like the the small like bagel tire on it, and he hit a street sign pole, and somehow that that smaller tire got caught in the pole, and it went up the pole and landed like I think on its side, and then and then tipped over like in some poor guy's yard. <laughs> and weeks <laughs> were just like, yeah, it's uh, it's totaled. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so um, yeah. that was that was like the last cool car my dad had. But yeah, we go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it was a lot. It was a lot of fun riding around in as a kid. So. <laughs> Oh man, I, that'll that'll. I bet it was, but yeah, that'll that'll fix you for owning a cool car if it ends yeah. up yeah. somebody's it's like yard. A curse. It's, it's like a <laughs> blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> and like uh, you know, uh, it's it's not like it's not like uh, it's not like like today where they like you know if you had like a fancy like a hot car like it probably has like some kind of tracking system or you know yeah. anti theft devices or anything like that. That thing didn't even have a car alarm. <laughs> or or seatbelts or did it have seatbelts yeah. at least oh, okay it had seatbelts but i don't remember if we used them like i definitely remember like yeah like i don't know not like just sort of like bouncing around in the back seat like you know at least like the lap one me. right yeah like it had the lap one but like you know yeah like this is perfect for uh, cutting you in half that seatbelt yeah <laughs> um so uh this is going to be four issues right yep 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 starting in october so i think that means it's going to run until january um yeah and then i assume there'll be a trade soon after awesome uh (laughs) anything uh i mean i i've already read issue one but Without spoiling anything, is there, you know, what would you say folks who are, you know, going to dive into this can expect from, you know, the rest of the series? Um, I think, like, every issue, we were just trying to ratchet it up and ratchet it up and ratchet it up and and uh, bring in kind of, like, 
new th- new new characters and, and new personalities. Like I think um you know, like if you want to go back to the Blues Brothers, like uh it's got like, you know, starts out with the Blues Brothers and then all you know, like then they meet the you know the good old boys and then they and the <laughs> Illinois Nazis and yeah. <laughs> they just have these kind of encounters along the way and then um and then it all sort of like kind of comes together in the end. So I think we were kind of like following like uh, you know, similar story arc there where like you're gonna meet all these wacky characters along the way and then um you know like issue four is just gonna be like just insane like (laughs) like it took me it took me a while to to write it actually compared to the first three because i was just sort of like how do i top this like where do i go like like you know like i know what needs to happen but like i almost like don't know how how it's how, how i can possibly make it happen you know and uh and have it you know make sense but i think we definitely got there so um it's just going to be a really good time and like a really fun ride that's awesome yeah i guess that would be one of the pitfalls of continuing trying to like ramp it up every issue then getting to a point is like how do i how do i keep topping all this uh this crazy stuff um Uh, I mean, well, because you're already starting from a place in the first issue that's pretty that's pretty bonkers. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're off to a phenomenal start. <laughs> that's, that's um, a little nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I I just thought it was uh, I really just thought it was a blast. Like it was so much fun, and um, I was looking forward to talking to the two of you again. Because as I said in the last podcast, the last time we chatted, I'm I'm a big fan. I mean, I I just love. Um, the the other three books, uh, you know, Road of Bones and CSR as a Breath of Shadows. And um the this past week of work was just like one thing after another. And I came home today and I was like, oh man, I am exhausted, but I have like Rich and Alex tonight. And I was like, all right, let me open up. And I sat and like I read the issue and I was like instantly felt energized and excited Aww. to talk to you. And I just I I immediately read it like again, like a second time right after I finished it. Um, yeah, that, it was just, just one of the like, things the that I felt like right gave me life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say, Alex? Oh, I was just saying, that's like the best compliment ever. I mean, it's only a handful of times yeah. I can think of that. Uh, I, I, I either watched them or read something and then went back and did it one more time. Um, yeah. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm I did glad, go through glad. it like so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad because it's like, I think like a lot, you know, like, if I if I had like kind of one thing I would love to change about like the comics industry as a whole, it's like I think we need some more comics that are just like fun to read. You know what I mean? Because there's like like there's a lot of great stuff out there, but like I, it's like one of the things with this book that we really wanted to do is just like we had a ton of fun writing it, so we just want people to have fun reading it. You know, so. Yeah, I, I mean, I think folks are hopefully, really. Hopefully, everyone it. listening is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I had the same experience you did. <laughs> yeah, I I hope so. Um, my brother listens to every episode, and he's the one that I watched all of uh, super all like fifteen seasons of Supernatural with. So I know he's going to be a huge fan and adding this to his pull list because as soon as he listens to this episode and he hears me mention uh, car chases, Blues Brothers, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, hell, he's gonna sign uh right up. So I, nice. yeah, you got one actually. Yeah, you got you got at least. Well, me, I'll, I'll, me and him. So you got you got at least nice. two. It's funny. Uh, my we oh, went last weekend. My brother, my brother and I, Bobby, went last weekend to the Delaware Burger Battle, which is like a an event where um twelve restaurants participated this year, like. 600 people show up and you pay one price and you get to sample all the, you know, all the burgers and there's beer and it's a, it's a great time. And you end up eating like, you know, like you end up eating eating like, like 12 or 13 sliders throughout. And, um, as soon as we were done the event, which was phenomenal, we've gone since like 2015, we got in my, my truck. And the first thing my brother said was he quoted, he started to, 
quote the blues brothers. So, uh, he, but he, he did like a meaty take on it where he's like, you know, it's, uh, it's like 10 a- miles to the next liquor store. We got <laughs> full of burgers and we got a half a tank of gas. So, um, but yeah, I just, I, I loved it. I mean, I think it's fantastic and I can't wait to see where it goes. It ends in an absolutely like just wild place. And um, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, following and uh, the rest of the the chase of uh bobby ray and and, and dahlia so uh i awesome. i think it's great thank you thank you so much thank you um <laughs> is there anything else i know alex you have a couple of other things coming out um i'm i'm supposed to talk to uh to to david soon because of uh uh the i'm gonna get the title wrong i got it right earlier today but i'm gonna get it wrong the devil that wears my face um yeah. And some other stuff coming out. I, uh, the uh, you have another scout yes. book that's coming out too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, with uh, Drive Like Hell, I got a, a Devil Wears My Face, and then uh, I got a Ghost on the Water, which is out in uh, November. And uh, yeah, uh, Devil Wears My Face is with uh, Mad Cave, and it's uh, uh, Dave, and um, and Ghost on the Water is with uh, Scout, and that's um, our, our buddy uh, Ben Goldsmith who wrote that one. And um, yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah, buy them all. <laughs> buy them all, guys. <laughs> uh, Rich, yeah. is there anything? And is is there anything else you wanted to to mention that you you know have coming out, or that's yeah, out I you mean, want uh, people to take a look at? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just had um, there's a uh, issue of Magic Gathering, uh, Planeswalkers, Notorious just came out. Uh, there's two short stories in there. I wrote one of them. Uh, Colin Bunn wrote the other. So you know. Two titans of horror, as they say so myself. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, Colin's done so much more than me. It's not even funny to, not even like a comparison. But, um, but you know, like I had a great time working on that book uh, that just came out a couple of weeks ago. And then, uh, and then I think like the week after Drive Like Hell comes out, Breath of Shadows is coming out in uh, yeah. trade paperback. So I think it's actually coming oh, awesome. out November First, so you're gonna get like hit a horror pre Halloween and post Halloween. Yeah, um, <laughs> but really excited, really excited for that too. You know, for anybody who missed it in the issues, uh, I think it's, it's uh, like some of our best work. Um, so yeah, I hope you all check that out as well. Yeah, there's some uh, there's awesome. some good some good goodies in that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, plenty of stuff to choose from, but uh, I think. Drive like hell was it, it was just so much fun, and I really want to see where it goes. Um, I mean, the just the just to recap, listeners, the the chases are great. The story is is really great. This huge supernatural hell element to it. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it was just it was a blast. Yeah, I mean, like if 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 anyone's kind of like curious, the basic story is that like a guy steals a car to use on a, a bank heist. Uh, car happens to belong to uh someone very demonic and uh they want it back so <laughs> it just kicks <laughs> off a whole crazy all the craziness we've been talking about um over the past you know past uh 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i uh, you you're gonna want to read it listeners um i'm telling you it is it is really really it's it's really good and i yeah can't say enough nice things about it so I'm going to be, you're going to be hearing a lot more if you follow me on Twitter, uh, talking, or I'm not calling it X, uh, calling it Twitter. <laughs> and, uh, and, what do we call uh, it? That's what it was formerly known as? Uh... Uh, yeah, the, the platform yeah. formerly known as yeah. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but in any event, yeah, I, I, October 25th, let your shop know. That you want drive like hell number one, and and if you have not, if you're listening to this and you have somehow missed, um, Road of Bones, CSRs, and Breath of Shadows, fix that, fix that, read those too, okay, and then come back, find me, and we'll we'll talk about those because they're all phenomenal. And Rich and Alex and Justin Birch letters, all three of those, and they're fantastic. But um, 
Yeah, really love Drive Like Hell number one. And uh, Rich and Alex, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast uh, for a second time. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah, great. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, for Comic Book Yeti's Cryptic Creator Corner, I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Gasparro. And a shout out to my brother, Bobby, who uh, talked about the the burger battle. But he's the Cryptic Creator Corner's number one most dedicated listener. Bobby listens to all my episodes. And Bob, you're... You're going to want to make sure you put Drive Like Hell on your pull list, all right? I know I got to remind you because then you end up missing them. Uh, so don't do Bobby. that. You got to be like Bobby. Get it on your Come pull on. list. Drive Like Hell number one, October 25th. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. And uh, Alex, Rich, I really appreciate it. You, you made a phenomenal comic. And um, I, I, you know, can't wait to talk to you again. Uh, you know, please yeah, come back on the podcast. Yeah. All right. All right, and uh, to all the listeners out there, rate, review us, say nice things, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you very much. This is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptid Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 